Right, everyone, how are we doing? Hopefully you're good. So, it's just me again. I know, a bit disappointing that, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, um, don't know whether it's a tech issue or what, but I've not been able to get Matt today to be able to have a chat. And I'm aware I have a very short window of time today to get this recorded. So, rather than fiddling about with technology, trying to get it to work, um, I decided just to do a little recording myself because, actually, as it would happen, you guys, the lovely listeners, had actually sent in um, some suggestions for topics, completely different to the Q and A, but actually, you know, topic ideas to talk about um, with Matt, who obviously is not here. <laughs> um, but hopefully, you know, you can put up with it being just me. Uh, but before we get onto that. Uh, Thank you to everybody that uh, gave feedback on my recent suggestion for uh, my appearance, or now actually our appearance, at the Southwest show later in the year in September. So both myself and Matt are going to be there. Now, obviously, Matt's going to be busy doing his whole, his whole Mitmaster thing, uh, and I'm there uh, basically being on the stage and talking a lot. So whether it's interviewing people, emceeing, whatever, um, I promise not to sing. Now, actually... I won't do that because once you've shoved a microphone in my hand, yeah, you might, you, you might, I might be taking requests. Who knows? But anyway, joking aside, obviously both myself and Matt are going to be there. Um, so it popped into my head, you know, perhaps we could do sort of like a, a podcast on the road, so to speak, because it, it's very rare that myself and Matt are in the same room together because we, we live at opposite ends of the country. Uh, obviously, we <laughs> when technology works, you know, we get together online most weeks for the podcast. But uh, I thought it'd be nice for us to do something in person. And seeing as though lots of you lovely people are potentially going to be there as well, it got me to thinking that you know maybe we might be able to arrange like an in-person podcast. Um, you know, maybe a roundtable sort of format. Maybe you know, you just grab a pint and sit and watch us to gas in for a while. I just, I don't actually know, but I think it's an opportunity worth visiting. Uh, and I put it out there. Uh, lots of you said yes, which is really nice. So um, I've spoken to uh, the people behind the Southwest show and they've said that it's something that we can uh, potentially look to include in the show. If not, um, you know, logistically speaking, it might just be a bit tricky with the noise. We could probably, I mean, I'm going to be staying there um, Friday night and Saturday night, as far as I know. So, you know, one of the one of the two evenings or, you know, the, the day after or something, I'm sure we could, we could probably um, figure out an hour somewhere. I can bring my recording kit down and uh, we can grab a space in the hotel lobby and, uh, and record a podcast. So, just keep a listen out for it, guys, is what I would say. Now, obviously, myself and Matt are going to be there at the Southwest show. Um, so, you know, all been well. We should be able to wangle to get some time on the stage together. Uh, so we may well even do a little impromptu podcast on the stage. So um, if you're going to be there, be sure to stop us, say hi. It'd be really cool to, to see some of you in person. Lots of you I've spoken to uh, via the podcast, either through your submissions or emails or messages or, or voice notes. Um, but I've not seen you in person, so that would be really cool. So, um, on to today's topic. Now, this was actually suggested by our long-time listener and recent star of the show, Baz. Uh, now, his question that he put was, um, Marshall, I'll actually read it as he posted it on my Facebook. 
Martial arts since being brought to the UK as under... Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, I just got a message. Oh, hang on, no, that's not it. Right, I was just checking in case it was Matt. Um, I'll start that again. Uh, martial arts since being brought to the UK has undergone many changes and trends. From the influx of Japanese, Korean and Chinese instructors in the late 60s and early 70s to the kickboxing and freestyle boom, the reality martial arts are more recently MMA. What is the next big thing that will martial arts look like? Oh, I, re- I butchered that last bit. What's the next best thing? And I butchered it again. What's the next best thing? And what will martial arts look like by the end of the 20s? So the 2020s. Gosh. Um, okay, so as many of you know, I started out in martial arts in the 80s, um, where everything was, for the most part, pretty separate. So obviously there was no social media or anything like that. So local clubs were tending to be connected just through instructors knowing each other or being on the same tournament circuits. Or There was a lot of um, like clubs part of like regional associations so there'd be a lot of people would transfer around different schools and stuff I still don't remember that in my school anyway um and then I think with the sort of influx of the and then this isn't in any way a, a, a jibe or a, a slur or anything but with the influx of the sort of more American style and approaches in the 90s late 90s and early 2000s I definitely remember um, obviously I was in a taekwondo school and I remember kickboxing suddenly becoming a really big thing late 90s and early 2000s to the point where a lot of schools were sort of shoehorning in a, a kickboxing program into their either traditional taekwondo or karate system because that was what people people were wanting to do they were wanting to train in kickboxing they weren't wanting to train in traditional arts um, and that that kind of blew up and then stayed around for, for actually for a while. Uh, the next sort of fad or thing I remember coming along, there was a couple. So there was the explosion of the, if anybody remembers the Tybo brand, the Billy Blanks instructional video set, the sort of, sort of aerobic kickboxing, so to speak. That was massive. And that one, I, I'm going to guess that would have been around 2001, 2002. Two, um, I remember the video series being ultra popular, and, and sort of everyone in the cat had those videos. And instructors and school owners are clamoring like crazy to do knockoffs of of Tybo or um, you know cleverly marketing the same thing with a slightly different name, or even just using the name and then getting told off for it. <laughs> I do remember one instance of that. Um, so that yeah, that was a, the the next sort of big thing, and then after that. Around 2003, 2002, 2003, 2004, there was an explosion of the XMA program, so um, tricking extreme martial arts. That was huge on the internet um, because obviously the internet was in its infancy and you know a lot of people were starting to get dial up and then you know around that sort of time you were getting your first sort of um, higher speed sort of 512k, it's like half meg broadband connections where buffering videos was actually a, a, a thing you could do um and and definitely around that sort of time i remember the being that i actually have it still there was a dvd series by mike chat 
um, who was one of the, I believe he was the founder of XMA, if not one of the, because it was, I think it was, was it a Century product? Anyway, so everybody was doing sort of extreme martial arts and then there was lots of people came along, similar to the Taibo thing. They were doing their versions of it and whatnot. Um, and then after that, there was sort of like a barren period where there wasn't really anything. There was a little bit of a Krav explosion where people were doing a lot of Krav Maga stuff and that. Um, but there was a bit of a sort of a quiet period where there wasn't really anything that people were sort of clamoring on to, to, to get in their schools. And to me, that seems to be around the time that social media, sort of MySpace sort of picked up and the internet as an entity sort of caught fire. And I think this that's the point where we started to see there being less and less sort of faddy things. I think it was, you know, early doors, it was, well, I say early doors, we're talking sort of two decades there, aren't we? But... Um, it was easy to get away with sort of shoving stuff into your school and very few people actually knowing what it was or you know even knowing it was happening whereas when the internet became sort of more readily available and more more sort of house to house these websites started popping up it's sort of calling people out and there was a lot of forums and stuff um i'm trying to remember some of the names off the top of my head and it, it seemed around that sort of time that like the more fatty approach, the more sort of um, money-driven approach, it's obviously it's never completely died out. But the, the clamour to sort of introduce the next big thing sort of seemed to fizzle out. And obviously, I wouldn't say that MMA as, as an entity, as a, as a, as a training method, as a, as a sport, has been a fad because it's... It's, it's it's established in its own right. It's it's a it's a training system. It's a legitimate thing, um, and you can't mess about with that. You can't just I mean, well, people I've seen people try it, but you you can't just shoehorn that into your school because the minute you do that and you advertise yourself as teaching MMA, you you you're opening yourself up to a whole heap of issues from people turning up to people calling you out. Um, you know, you, you you can't with the again tying this back into the internet you can't screw about with stuff like that anymore um so to answer baz's question in a really roundabout kind of way what will be the next big thing i don't know that there's going to be a next big thing i think the thing now really is the spotlight is on martial arts as a whole and our potential students and clients and parents of kids looking to train are they're a lot more clued up now. They can get on YouTube and they can get on social media and get on Google and they can find stuff out. Whereas before there wasn't really any of that. So I think really the next big thing is gonna be going almost full circle back around to what it was like in the eighties and nine early nineties. Just with schools and instructors being held more accountable because you know one slip and you've got a one-star review somewhere or you've got a, a a nasty thread generated on a mum's group on facebook or on a, on a local selling site you know and those things catch get legs and they they take off really fast so i don't know is customer service going to be the next big thing i don't know um Obviously, 
the internet and the advent of the ability to train online is something that is massive um, and it's going through a shift I suppose potentially I've already said this on a previous episode but with technology around virtual reality um, improving more and more I, I suppose the ability to participate in remote training with an instructor on say the other side of the world might become much more accessible I mean obviously at the minute we're limited to wearing stuff on our head to be able to have that interactive process but I don't see it being long before you could have like a holographic image or a recreation or like a a projection wall or something whereas there's a two-way connection a two-way high-speed connection so you're in you know I can be in the UK and I could be training with somebody in Australia real time um, and they can they can see me 360 degrees I can see them 360 degrees you know and it might even get to a point where there's a tactile you know system whereas um you know because look let's put it there's all sorts of crazy stuff being developed especially around ai and um you know the, that breaking that wall with the internet whereas it's it's not just all the visual experience so uh, which could end up sounding a bit dodgy, but you get my point. Um, so I think the next, I suppose potentially one of the next big things for martial arts is going to be tech. It's going to be how technology is going to shape our arts and the way we teach and the way we reach more people, um, the way people access what we do. Obviously, Matt is a big proponent and a, you know, not that he's championing it as such, but he has spoken on AI quite a fair bit of recent, and the the rate of not that, that the way that that is accelerating and taking off, not just from an admin perspective, but also from potentially a teaching situation. You can never replace an instructor, but at the same time, the way I, AI is learning and developing and 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 growing in leaps and bounds, I, I don't see it being too long before. We can't create almost virtual avatars of ourselves with all that information and a style of teaching and communicating and you know being able to leverage that so we can almost teach 24-7. I think that's I think we're all a way off from that yet. But if you were to go back ten years and and tell people that we were gonna have the AI that we have now, I suppose the tech insiders would probably believe it. But I don't think regular Joe Blogs would the believe that you know you could go on your phone and literally ask it to write your essay and poof it's done it for you um i mean i was i was messing around with it the other day for my school and i asked it to write a long list i actually said that uh, i asked uh, chat gpt to write me a long list of class themes similar to strength power flexibility etc for my kids classes and it reeled off this ginormous list of class themes. And then I could go into that and ask it again, write me a class plan around the class theme of, um, I don't know, dexterity or you know suppleness. And off it went, and it did it. Um, and it's insane. It's crazy what it can do. Um, I suppose you have to be careful that we don't allow it to create 
lazy instructors, but at the same time, as a teaching tool used properly, it's absolutely brilliant. So yeah, I think I think then potentially the next big thing is going to be tech. So what will that make martial arts look like as such? Hmm, this is going to be a bit of a subjective one. This this is going to be one where people are going to look at it. But you could look at it in lots of different ways. Um, let's let's take the negatives first. I guess I suppose people could argue that it's going to be more diluted and more watered down. Um, if you were to take that and flip it on its head and look at it from a positive angle, you could say that it's more accessible, that more people will be able to benefit from it. Because at the end of the day, we've got to work. We've got to remember that not everybody gets into martial arts because we want to kick the shit out of each other. Some people like the holistic benefits. Some people like the spirituality of it. Some people just like to say they do it because it's cool. What, you know, there's there's no wrong thing there. You know, everybody's living their own life and into things for their own reasons. I dare say I've gone through a multitude of different reasons as to why I do martial arts. I started out as a kid doing it because it looked cool. Because I, I wanted to be like the dudes in Best of the Best. I wanted to be a Ninja Turtle and Daniel LaRusso. I was eight, so you'll have to forgive me for that. Later on, I wanted to be Jackie Chan, which I kind of still do, even at 44. <laughs> you know, and then I wanted to be the best instructor, the best version of me possible. You know, and it, it, it it's going through a transformational process constantly. Um, so having martial arts more accessible isn't isn't a bad thing. I suppose it just depends on your motives and reasons behind why you're offering what you're offering. But yeah, I think um, you know what it will look like is look at the end of the day i hate that saying sorry (laughs) at the end of all of this one thing will remain true people that want to remain true absolute to the fundamental uh, creative reasons for martial arts will do that people that want to remain hardcore and train hard will do that there's nothing short of making it illegal, and even if that happened, they would still do it anyway. Um, there's nothing that's going to stop people from from doing that. That's that's fact. So really, their concern isn't what the other side, the people that are looking to access it for different reasons. You know, they don't. Re- I mean, they're t- everyone's entitled to an opinion, but I don't think they should really be worrying. If they look, if you want to go in a you know a, a, a dingy gym. And get all you know up in someone's face and, and, and literally kick the crap out of each other for an hour, then then crack on and do that. That's your thing. But you know the the, the person that's got to go to a committee meeting the next day that that just likes martial arts and wants to kick some pads and get sweaty, you know, and and, and can't afford to have a broken nose and a bent and a bent jaw and teeth missing, then they're never going to access want to access it access it on that level. And that's right as well. That's fine. That's cool. That's that's great. And those two versions of training never really need to interact and don't really need to be concerned with each other. So if tech being if tech ends up being the big main influencer and big trend, the next one in, in, in martial arts in the next sort of six years, then that, I think that's a positive because it is only going to make it more accessible. It is only going to create more options for people. It's it, it's going to open it up to another 
a generation. We're going to keep it relevant to the, the kids that are coming through. The, 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 I hate to say it, but like the TikTok generation and the whatever it, whatever it is that they're into now. Oh, bloody TikTok gets on my tits. Anyway, it's weird. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're into it. it, it, it it's weird. That's just my that's my opinion. <laughs> it's horrible as well. Some of the stuff some of the stuff you see on that is vile. But anyway, that's a different subject. So yeah, I guess I guess tech really is is going to be the next the next big thing. But I, I don't think there's going to be a a new fad in in martial arts. I think the, the the way things are now, it's just it's 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 just too difficult to not get found out. I think that that that's the thing. Um, so I don't think anybody's going to really dare to to, to to try and 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 do something. Um, there may well be, there may well be a new fighting training system that pops up that that catches people's eye. I mean, I know obviously the UFC and Bellator and PFL, and um, now you've got also got karate combat sort of nibbling as well, haven't you? And uh, which I really like. Um, and I think there's the potential for something along those lines to sort of take a hold and, and 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 explode suddenly that might capture people's attention and then schools might want to put that. But that that sort of stuff, to a certain degree, already really exists. It's not it's not that that would be completely new. A lot of the stuff we were talking about before was like really new stuff, like. You hadn't seen people doing like the XMA programs. You hadn't seen people doing like the Billy Blanks Tybo programs. Kickboxing when it first came around, yeah, it'd been around since the seventies, but as a as established programs running alongside traditional systems, you know, for people that didn't want to do the forms, that didn't want to do the one step, that didn't want to do all the traditional elements, they just wanted to, to basically do the moves and and, and fight. It, it really wasn't commonplace. Um, yeah, I think I think I think in that twenty minute rambling, I think I've sort of answered it. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I have. If I haven't, tell me by all means. By all means, tell me. So, um, just coming back full circle, actually, and, and at the outset, I mentioned the uh, Southwest show. Now, um, I was chatting to them just this morning uh, via Facebook, via, via some tech. Um, my understanding is that for those people who've been asking about tickets, so the tickets should be going live uh, around March, so not long. We're in February now, so really not long. Um, and keep an eye on the Facebook page because uh, actually I'll, I'll link the Facebook page in the show notes. Um, which, if you ever not sure where to find that, it's basically like the description. Um, so on Spotify or wherever you're listening, it's basically just the description of the episode. It's it's in that bit. Um, I don't know, it depends on um, system to system, but I don't know if you can click the links. You might have to copy and paste. But anyway, I'll put them in there. Um, and I'll also put them in any of the Facebook group pages or like pages that I share it on. I'll, I'll stick it on there as well so you can you can go through and have a click about. Um, but yeah, you know, look, I appreciate that some people might not necessarily be able to get there because, I mean, it is a trek from, for me from North Yorkshire. But what I would say is bearing in mind that there are other shows that run, you know, in the in the north 
uh, and further afield, that if you can't get there, then consider sharing it anyway. Consider sharing the posts when you see them because, you know, anything and everything that's positive for our industry that pops up is worth a share because the more stuff like this that's going on, you know, um, the more it helps us all. It collectively helps us all. So, you know, I don't want to drag up political views or um, loyalties and anything like that because it, it's it's not my thing. I don't, I don't I don't like to get into that. And ironically, me having an opinion and not wanting to get into it has caused people to have opinions of me, which is ironic, really. I, I, I'm i not really somebody that wants to get dragged into the middle of, you know, silliness, really. But there's room for all the different events. They're, they're just in the same, there's room for all the different tournaments. There's, there's room for, for everybody to do their thing. And don't feel that you aren't loyal to one show because you're sharing another show. This is just my opinion now. So there's room for everybody. They're all running at different times. So support everybody, support everything. Um, I'm not as prevalent anymore on this on this sort of uh, event scene. Uh, I am going to do the Southwest show because I was there for the first one. I liked what they were doing. They asked me back for the second one. And then COVID landed, and and it, and it screwed them, you know. And I want to stay true to that offer of being at the the, the second one that was cancelled, and be there for this one, you know, a bit five years later. And um, I am looking forward to being there. Look, I might be tempted on the mats. You've heard it here first. I might be tempted on the mats. I'll throw my kit in the car, not in the car because my car won't be there. I throw my kit in the bag. <laughs> And um, who knows? I might be I might be tempted on on the mats to join him with a few workshops, or maybe maybe even do a little bit myself. I, I, I'm not committing to that. Um, it you know it just might the the event mood might take me whilst I'm there, so to speak. Um, but yeah, share share the posts, like the page. Uh, as I say, I'll be there doing all this on the stage with a microphone in my hand, being all professional. I'm hoping I'm going to be able to get out on the floor and roam around if it's just, if it's a radio mic and actually speak to people on the ground as well. Um, I'm hoping to have my recording kit with me so I can record some bits for the podcast at the same time. That would be great. Um, so if you're there and you want to have a chat or you know you're going and you want to have a catch-up, then then let me know ahead of time um, so that I can you know uh, sit you down for a little bit, even if it's five, ten minutes somewhere, and we'll, we'll, we'll record something. So there, there you go. There's my impromptu 25, 26 minute talking to myself podcast while Matt's having tech dramas. And um, hey, who knows? We may we may well fix his tech drama and he might be on for another episode with me later on this week. So he might get two. He might get two of us. Two podcasts in one week. He was spoilt. <laughs> um, as always, guys, thank you for your support in um, supporting our sponsors and affiliates so if you could head over to kickbackpodcast.com make sure that any of your mitmaster purchases are done through the banner on the website or any of the links that i post in the facebook group also our friends over at art marshall they've actually got a new product launch coming this coming friday it's the alchemy 2.0 launch um 
it's really cool like shiny gold and silver stuff and it is proper mint like it's really nice um and i'll be dropping some uh, affiliate links it will not cost you a penny more but we get a percentage back of every sale so you get a cool t-shirt or a hoodie or many cool t-shirts and many hoodies and we get a little bit back doesn't cost you any any more money it's a win-win for everybody um also we've got um the Chris 10 promo code. So if you uh, like to buy anything through Century Europe, um, I'll be 100% honest with you. I don't even know if it works. Um, so if you could, if you could go to Century Europe and and you know perhaps have a fiddle around with the uh, stuff that they sell and chuck the promo code Chris 10 in there and see if it works, that would be great. Um, I don't know if anybody from Century is listening to the podcast. To know if I'm asking this, but. Feel free to go and try it out. Hey, look, if it works, amazing. You save 10% and we get 10% too. Doesn't, you know, it's a bit of a win-win for everybody there. And then not forgetting our friends over at, why can I not remember? Oh, Martialytics. There we go. Martialytics. Um, so CRM system. If you're looking to have one for your martial arts school, they send out text messages and emails. Um, keep on tabs. Tabs of, of, of you can have, like you can go in the coffee shop and load up really cool bar graphs and pie charts and stuff. So you look really like business like and sip your coffee. Um, then get Martialytics because then you'll look really cool and organized. <laughs> but no, joking aside, it is really good software. So give it a, give it a look if you're uh, running your martial arts school. Oh, as well. Whilst I'm plugging stuff, thank you to the select group of people that actually bought my online training course that I mentioned in the last podcast and I was talking about um, training drills. One of the questions was about which drills are fluff and which drills are actually useful. And I said, oh yeah, I've got this link to a thing uh, that I did during COVID. And some of you bought it, which is awesome, which is really awesome. You actually paid for the renewal on the website hosting. So Thanks for that. Really appreciate it. Right, I'm going to sign off, guys. Um, as always, thank you for your continued support. Thank you for sharing the links. Thank you for just being nice and putting up with me rambling about this whole martial arts thing. Um, that your time and your ears are appreciated. Uh, I'm hoping to have a uh, unscripted guest chat coming up again soon, so you'll be able to listen to it or watch it on YouTube. Uh, I've got a number of guests that I've... I've connected with although actually i caught up with a good friend longtime friend of mine uh, mr martin one yesterday um those of you may l remember from long enough ago i used to be part of a uk-based stunt team called sg action uh, and we actually did some pretty cool work to be fair and anyway we all sort of got old and we all sort of <laughs> went our own ways doing our own things and anyway long story short um, I was just communicating with Martin with regards to uh, some stunt work and some stuff that's going off at the minute in this country. And, uh, we you know, we just started reminiscing about old times. Like, yeah, I was like, you know, we should, but should, we, should we do this whole SG thing again? You know, maybe we should get it started. And, you know, he's coming up 40 and I'm 44. And, you know, we started this whole thing. Or he started it first. And then I sort of got on board. God, I think it would have been about 20 eight 29 maybe when i joined and i was the old guy in the group so anyway yeah long story short you know we were talking about maybe bringing it back and he was like well i'll have to get in shape for that and i'm like well you know maybe we could document that and he was like yeah we could do a blog we could do a, a, a podcast on it i was like yeah let's get you on let's have a chat so if you'd be up for us having a a, a chat about our 
stunt musings over the years. Um, both of us independent. Well, we were at the time. Um, and yeah, we've got some fun tales to tell. So if you're interested in hearing myself and is it two old stunt blokes having a waffle, then um, I'll get Martin on and uh, we can have a good chat about that if you're interested. Drop us a message and let me know. Anyway, thank you guys. Hit up the links, buy the stuff, please. It helps a lot. Uh, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>